You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, as promised, we'll be taking a look at some of the best fits for both Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney in the 2021 NFL Draft. Once again, thank you to the person who left a review but didn't leave a name on Apple Podcasts, so I'm sorry I can't thank you really personally, but I'll be working on my delivery, like you pointed out, to make it more entertaining for everyone. Please do leave a review or reach out to me in some way, whether it's on Twitter, whatever, so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. First up, we'll be taking a look at tight end, offensive weapon, unicorn, whatever you want to call him, Kyle Pitts. The nearly 6'6", 245-pound height, weight, speed freak out of Florida, of course. The first team to look at are the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins are a great fit because they have a desperate need for offensive help just anywhere they can get it, really, and Kyle Pitts can provide that. They already have Mike Gesicki at tight end, but pairing Mike Gesicki and Kyle Pitts would give this offense just an incredible threat from two sides of the offensive line or right next to each other if you want. Co-offensive coordinator and tight end coach was in New England when they were at their dual tight end prime and should know how to utilize Gesicki and Pitts in an efficient way. We also know that Kyle Pitts has met with head coach Brian Flores multiple times throughout the draft process, as he told us during the pro day. Um, So we know that there's interest there. And we know that when they met at the pro day, Kyle Pitts met, they met in person and Kyle Pitts said, we will be having more conversations in the future with the Miami Dolphins. So it's a legitimate possibility. Next up is the team that most people seem to be mocking Kyle Pitts to, the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, they have the fourth overall pick right now. I personally love this fit with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on the outside, plus Hayden Hurst as another tight end. That means defenses will have to kind of pick and choose who they defend. And it's not possible. It's simply not possible to guard all four of those players on a consistent basis throughout the entire game. So whether or not it's Kyle Pitts producing, he will be making an impact game in, game out. Arthur Smith, who's the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, has experience using multiple tight ends as he did in Tennessee. And he has experience using athletic tight ends like he had in Jonu Smith. Of course, Kyle Pitts very well might be just more athletic than John U. Smith, and he very well might be better than John U. Smith currently is. So he would have even a better John U. to use. Matt Ryan, the quarterback of the Falcons, also knows how to get the most out of his tight ends, as he spent 
pretty much his whole career relying on them as, at the very minimum, a safety blanket, but with Kyle Pitts, a legitimate offensive threat. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals, who I've spoken about before. I discussed it last week during Mock Draft Monday, that they're a team that could trade up and get Kyle Pitts. We'll talk more about this fit also later on in the week on Thursday's episode. Just a little foreshadowing there for you. But the Arizona Cardinals could trade up and take Kyle Pitts. Pitts in this offense would be absolutely lethal as someone who's just trying to get in space, make plays, stretch the field. And he'd be able to be used as a very versatile tight end big slot weapon here, which we saw him play plenty of at Florida. We even saw him split out wide, which would we could see him do that if he were to end up with Arizona. He would also add more speed to an offense that's been trying to get faster every year. They've got their possession guy now in DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is shifty. Andy Isabella's got a lot of speed. We're just hoping that he can put it together skill-wise. And, of course, they have one of the fastest quarterbacks, which not huge in terms of helping these receiving options, but he's definitely a threat that forces defenses to come down a little bit. The final fit to look at for Kyle Pitts the Carolina Panthers. This is one of my favorite fits. We know that Matt Rule loves Kyle Pitts, and like I've mentioned multiple times before and during the pro day, Kyle Pitts did meet with Matt Rule when Matt Rule was still coaching Temple, which was two head coaching jobs ago. Matt Rule, of course, as we know, was at Temple, then went to Baylor for a few years, and is now starting his second year as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And Matt Rule was the first college to offer Kyle Pitts a scholarship when he switched to tight end in high school. The Panthers already have great weapons on the outside with uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And adding Kyle Pitts would help open up space for those two, open up space over the middle. And having Christian McCaffrey back just means that this passing attack has that many more weapons. We also would allow Joe Brady to open this offense up even more for a new quarterback, Sam Darnold, who we know throughout his career so far has struggled to find consistent success, hopefully with adding a weapon like Kyle Pitts to the already great receiving core in Rondell Moore and Robbie Anderson. That could help Sam Darnold a ton. It's also important to note that tight ends have, of course, different offensive coordinators, different head coaches since then, but Tight ends have kind of been a focal point for the Carolina Panthers for years now. But they don't have a legitimate tight end threat. Ian Thomas is not the answer. Bringing in Kyle Pitts also makes your offense significantly better, just talent-wise, but it also addresses a major need here. You know who else could address major needs? RockAuto.com. Visit RockAuto for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I've said it before, I don't even have a car, but I wanted to just get familiar with the website, and I was absolutely shocked at how smooth my experience was. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, or you just want to add hydraulics, I know I mentioned last week my stimmy hit, I haven't found out where to spend the money yet, so you never know. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's for your classic 
or your daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know exactly who sent you. Don't forget, write locked on. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. Next up, Kadarius Toney. I'll be taking a look at his AFC fits that are ideal for him. Speaking of day one draft coverage, this is exactly where he should go. First off, the Tennessee Titans. I've mentioned this fit before. I absolutely love it. It's an offense that wants to run the ball in creative ways, and Kadarius Tony gives them just one more option there. Whether it's signing him up in the backfield, putting him in the slot, doing whatever you can to get him the ball, that's what they would love to do, and Kadarius Tony just gives them that threat. Also to mention, they've lost a ton of their weapons, about 47% of their targets from last year. So he would immediately help fill that need. The Titans also have a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill that loves to get the ball to his playmakers in space. And they have a absolutely lethal rushing attack that would open up so many things for this passing attack, especially when you have someone like Kadarius Toney that can work in space. The next one is one that I have not connected at all. I don't think it will happen but I think it absolutely could, and if it were to happen, it would be phenomenal, without a doubt. The Kansas City Chiefs. It's an obvious one because you think, speed, love it. They already have a ton of speed on this offense. Guys like Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, they've got speed and they would just add a little bit more to it. I mean, the Nicole Hardman pick was surprising to begin with. We thought they were like, okay, plenty of options already we're good and they added more speed so don't put it past them to address this again they have one of the most creative play callers in the nfl with andy reed and eric Bieniemy, and they know how to get the ball to their weapons in space we've seen them use Nicole hardman in the same way that i would expect them to use Kadarius tony and we've seen them use tyreek hill in the same way i would expect them to use Kadarius tony they line tyreek hill up in the backfield frequently they put Nicole Hardman in on jet sweeps frequently. Kadarius Tony could fill both of those roles and would give them just one more versatile weapon to stress defenses out even more. They also have arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. And Kadarius Tony would be a great check down option for him when they obviously just send everyone else deep like they love to do so frequently. The final team to talk about in the AFC for Kadarius Tony, arguably my favorite one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, if you listen to this past Friday show, Dylan Sanders had Kadarius Tony mocked to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the end of the first round. And it's a fit that I hadn't really thought too much into, but it's amazing when you think about it. The Jaguars have two picks in Kadarius Tony range in that late first round and early second. They don't have a backup running back, which again, we mentioned this on Friday, but they don't have a backup running back really that's trustworthy. So LaVisca Chenault and Kadarius Tony would be able to alternate in there as two guys that have been able to kind of play the slot and running back roles. We know 
that both head coach Urban Meyer, who's of course now the head coach of the Jaguars, and new offensive coordinator Darren Bevel love using slot back types. We've seen them do it with Curtis Samuel in college, Percy Harvin in college, and Corderell Patterson with the Minnesota Vikings, and Darren Bevel did that with Percy Harvin with the Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks. So we've seen them do this very frequently before. This is the type of guy that they like, and Kadarius Tony could step in right away as a major contributor. Also, I mentioned this with the Titans and not so much the Chiefs, but this might be the best place for Kadarius Tony to wind up if he wants to produce early on in his career. He'd be a great fit here. We know that there's a need here. And he could address multiple needs, like I spoke about. He could play that backup running back, that slot receiver role. LaVisca Chenault can step in the backup running back while Kadarius moves to slot receiver. They can do so much with this offense. And they're going to have to get pretty creative with a rookie quarterback stepping in, whoever that may be, although we all know who it probably is, whatever. But (laughs) they may need to get a little bit creative here to kind of make things easier for this transition for uh, Trevor Lawrence or... Justin Fields or whoever they may take again although we know who it's going to be but if Kadarius Tony winds up in Jacksonville I'm betting the over on scrimmage yards every single time how would I do that bet online of course bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over unfortunately but you can still bet on the draft so don't forget about that But the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. No pun intended, but kinda. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by LOCKEDON and Odyssey is happening now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LeCanfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will make trades and picks the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Of course, to wrap up, we've got Kadarius Toney and his perfect NFC fits in the 2021 NFL Draft. First up, the Green Bay Packers. This is a team that's been mocked with Kadarius Toney frequently. Last year, it was very much Jalen Rager could be a fit because they've got a type. They are looking for a slot receiver that they can put in motion a lot because that's what this defense, that's what this offense loves to do. They love to put receivers in motion and stress the defense and stretch the defense and Kadarius Tony is a legitimate running threat that defenses would have to respect every time he goes in motion you have to expect he might get the ball and you have to be prepared for that they've been looking for a slot receiver in Green Bay since pretty much Randall Cobb left or even before then when he dropped off pretty significantly 
I even compared Kadarius Tony to Randall Cobb plus. I think he doesn't have game-breaking speed. Or I know he doesn't have game-breaking speed, but he is super twitchy. He's very reliable, and he's a versatile weapon. Also, Kadarius Tony has acknowledged that he wants to be thought of more like Devontae Adams as a wide receiver. And is there even a better way to learn from someone or to replicate someone than being working right across from them or under them, however you want to describe it? He'd be on the roster with Devontae Adams. He'd have Devontae Adams to lend him his ear. And it would be absolutely amazing for Kadarius to be able to learn from arguably the best route runner in the game. Speaking of route runners, Slant Boy, the next team, the New Orleans Saints. Of course, the Saints have another one of the most creative play callers in the NFL with Sean Payton. He every week seemingly does something that's going to revolutionize offensive play calling in the NFL. It's incredible. And Kadarius Tony would give him just one more way to do that. Also, similarly to how Kadarius Tony compared himself to Devontae Adams as a wide receiver, or said at least that's someone that he wants to model his game after, Kadarius Tony has compared himself to Alvin Kamara as a running back. And of course, Alvin Kamara is currently the running back for the Saints. This would, again, give this offense someone who can line up in the backfield, in the slot, out wide, and just be used in a ton of ways. And I would not put it past Sean Payton to use Kadarius Tony's quarterback background from high school and from when he came to Florida to his advantage in the NFL. That's something that I could totally see Sean Payton doing. I think it's also very important to note that the New Orleans Saints actually could use receiver help. They've got Michael Thomas on the outside, sure. They've got Adam Troutman inside, sure. But they've been missing that legitimate wide receiver too. They had Emmanuel Sanders for a short time, but of course now that is no more. So Kadarius Tony, while being a fun gadget piece for Sean Payton and this offense, he would also address a legitimate need early on. I could see the Saints going receiver early. I have no doubt that Kadarius Tony is someone they've discussed. He'd be a legitimate great value for them in the first round, and it's another place where he can likely produce early on, whether it's manufactured touches or if it's just how the cookie crumbles. The final NFC team that I'll be talking about for Kadarius Tony, the Washington football team. Washington has a need for offensive weapons. They've got Terry McLaurin is a fantastic threat. At receiver, that's about it. They've got Logan Thomas at tight end. They've got Antonio Gibson in the backfield. But receiving-wise, they've got Terry McLaurin, and then nobody that I'm willing to bet could be a legitimate wide receiver, too, in the NFL. I'm not saying Kadarius Tony will be a legitimate wide receiver, too, but I think he's got more potential than anybody else on Washington's roster right now. Another fun thing would be Antonio Gibson, who's now the running back for the Washington football team. He played kind of a running back wide receiver hybrid in college at Memphis. So adding Kadarius Tony, who's capable of playing that running back wide receiver hybrid, that would give defenses absolute nightmares and would cause defensive coordinators to throw fits. I think it's also important to point out that similar to how with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they had Urban Meyer and Darren Bevel, who know how to use Curtis Samuel, Percy Harvin, Cordero Patterson. That Scott Turner, who is currently the offensive coordinator 
of the Washington football team and Ron Rivera, who's currently the head coach of the Washington football team, have had experience using Curtis Samuel in similar ways to how Kadarius Toney should be used. I also want to point out that I know a lot of people like the Bears fit with Kadarius Toney. I don't, and I'll even explain that reason right now. Uh, down in, or up in Chicago at least, the field is very rough and not super kind, those shiftier, fast guys. So I don't think that Kadarius Tony would really be able to eat up as much as we'd like to see. And so that's why I'm against it. I know that that might seem like a silly reason, but we've seen quicker guys struggle in Chicago. And I think that's part of the reason why, which is why I don't want to see Kadarius there. I also just don't know who's going to be playing quarterback there. And I don't want to see Kadarius suffer because of that. That does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Come back tomorrow and I'll be talking more about this Gators draft class. Thank you for listening. Once again, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports.com. Don't forget to follow Locked On Gators so that you never miss an episode and please do leave a review just so i can make this the best gators podcast around also be sure to check out locked on saints hosted by ross jackson as part of the locked on podcast network i really do think it's possible that we hear ross talking about at least one gator for the saints in just a few days